Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Awaken Life podcast. My name is Patty, and I'm here with my super handsome and sweet and funny husband, Victor. What up? I know you guys are used to hearing him talk first, but this week I was like, let me give it a shot and we'll see how how this goes, right? Yeah, well, we were bickering <laughs> five minutes ago <laughs> and I, I was explaining that I was feeling kind of tense and not in my zone. So I said, you know what, we'll use that as an opportunity for you to to jump into it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You said that, right? So love, we now agreed. that you're the host, what's the topic today? <laughs> okay, so the topic for today is um, we are going to discuss how we deal with the ups and downs of, you know, spiritual awakening, also known as life. (laughs) So um, first, we're going to, I don't know. It's okay. I'm in my zone now. Can you take over now? (laughs) So yeah, we're going to talk about like what it's like for us. A lot of people assume that that like because they see me on YouTube when I'm at my best, I'm at my peak right. state. They think, wow, Victor's like made it. He's always like that. But yeah. it's not the case. <laughs> and ask any person who's met me in, in real person. life from her like, wow, you're, you're, not, you're not really like, always like, like so charismatic and you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so the reality is both Patty and I, though we've been going through this awakening for you know, almost a decade, we still have sometimes even extreme ups and downs, Mm -hmm. emotional ups and downs, the way our life flows, types of ups and downs, feeling of being super cut off from our inner guidance and spirit versus feeling so in the flow, we're almost blissed out and everything in between. Right. I just wanted to point out though that they do happen less and less the longer that you've been going through this. It just we do still experience it, just not nearly as often as we used to. Men, it could I think it's probably got a lot to do with our um the things that we do every day to kind of deal with that, right? Yeah, and that's why we're talking about this as well. E- even though we still experience them, we've gotten a lot better at managing them mm-hmm. and sort of like not letting them ruin our life or right. take us out of the game. We can still get stuff done even when we're not feeling that great. Um so we're going to try to like this our intention for this is to help you guys help anyone yeah. listening to this which i assume if you read the title you relate with the, the ups and the up and down <laughs> yeah. phenomenon yeah and we want to hook you guys up with uh, the wisdom we've gained and the experiences we've had to help you have an easier time and know that you have a lot more of an element of control for how you experience these inevitable ups and downs that come along with your expansion um, and that'll give you hopefully some comfort and some confidence and some tools. Right. Right. Yes. So why don't you tell? We were we were trying to come up with a couple of stories that highlight, you know, maybe some of the sharper ups and downs. Why don't you start with uh, what you were talking about with the Sebastian? Okay. So um, after I had Sebastian, I had. I would call, have called it. I would call it extreme postpartum, but. Um, some other people I'm sure have had it way worse than me. So, but for me, it was very intense and very extreme. And, um, it was hard for me to get out of bed. I felt very, very, this was more than just the baby blues. You know, I, I like didn't, I, I couldn't do things. I was like forcing life to happen. And, um, 
at one point I was like laying in bed, just sobbing. And I was just in bed for hours, like just basically being depressed and I couldn't get out of bed. And, um, I mean, as a mom of three, you can't really, (laughs) you can't really spend days in bed. So I heard this voice say like, okay, you got to get out of bed now. It's time, it's time to, to be done with this. You got to get up now. And I was like, nope. It took like three times of hearing this voice say like, okay, get out of bed before I finally got out of bed. And then once I was out of bed, I was like, now what? I still don't want to do anything and I still feel depressed. So I just sort of forced myself. I started like cleaning the house and just doing things. But then I realized as I was doing it that I have to come up with something that shifts my energy, shifts my focus. So I'm distracted from this depression that I'm feeling. And, um, so then I started, I came up with going for morning walks and listening to, I listened to Alan Watts chill step mixes on my walks. And it sort of put me in the zone of like, everything is as it should be, you know, because I was like just bombarding my brain with like, Alan Alan Watts at the time. And just influence, right? Yes, yes. And it really it shifted my my life and my focus like so to such a beautiful degree. It was amazing. Yeah, it's very empowering when you can be so low and then realize, you know what? You can you can change your I have the power to change my yeah, state of being. Yeah. That's fine. Tony Robbins talks a lot about the importance of managing your state. Yeah. And he talks about how it's not even about what's going on in your life. He talks about like, like Janis Joplin, Jim Belushi, yeah. uh, you know, J- Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, people like this who had it all. They right. Had like the, they had just like the, the, you know, incredible luxury, fame, the, the look, the, the, the talent, the passion, the purpose everything and yet they could not manage their state right. and all, they're all dead now as a result of that and it wasn't yeah. because their life sucked it was their life was amazing and then there's other people who have had really really just horrible luck crazy bad luck that are optimistic happy people because they've learned to manage their state so i think both right. of us have found these ups and downs kind of inevitable maybe it's the awakening maybe it's just life either way the question is are you going to get up out of bed? What are you going to do about right. it? Right. Yeah. And that's not easy. No. <laughs> I remember like for me, what comes to mind is that around the same time I was starting to attempt to shift my life from my, my gym business and my medical marijuana grow operation to YouTube. And we both wanted to move to San Diego. Yeah. And that transition was so stressful that similar to your postpartum, it brought me into those incredible lows. And I would sometimes get myself so worked up because I, I, I realized how quickly and how deep I could spiral into like a negative right. space. Yeah, I remember that. And was, that, there'd yeah. be, yeah, there'd be literally times I would be in bed and I knew, I knew that no one's going to lift you out of this but you. You literally have to get up. Same thing, get up out of bed and and choose to change your mindset because this negative mindset will continue to reflect misery to you until you do something about it. But right. but it can be so uh, there's so much momentum. It's it's hard. It's almost like you're uh you got this weight on you and you're yeah. asked to to get up. It's it's not easy. 
the further you sink down. So that was when I started doing walks as well. I started going on, we together, yeah. we started going in the dead of winter, walking up like a mile away to Starbucks with Getting a Sebastian. Coffee. We'd bundle Luke, him up yeah. and the dogs. <laughs> yeah, we would go, I would still do my morning walk alone and then I'd do a second one with you and we would just, That's right, yeah. we would have, on the way there, we would always be really quiet and then like on the way back, we'd be like talking because we'd be feeling so we much better. We reconnected, yeah. felt like yeah, big it was time, right? Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always would have really good conversation because that yeah. walk, for whatever reason, um, connected us again. It, it took yeah. us, out, it, 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 that is what changed our state. Right, and it's like, like if you look at it scientifically, when you're active, it releases endorphins. So that helps. It does, yes. But also walking grounds your energy. You know, we would walk sometimes through the cemetery, which had a lot of beautiful trees and grass. And, you know, yeah. it was like just uh, a really beautiful walk, even mm. though it was cold. <laughs> right. And by that time, I think we were seasoned enough with the awakening to understand that ups and downs are a Happen. part of it. Yeah. And it's not like I remember in the beginning, I would I would be up. I would feel great in the flow, yeah. you know, where like life is happening, like almost in a dreamlike synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And I would think I've, I've got it. Yes. I've I'm done it. now. I'm done now. <laughs> and then I would be so devastated yeah. when, when it would like shift. the tone would shift Yeah, and it was like, Oh, where'd it go? Oh my yeah. goodness. What have I done? Yeah. And then I would try. How can I get that back? Yeah. It became a goal of mine to stay high, mm-hmm. but that's not impossible. reality. Right. It's not reality. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, but there are easy, there are things that we do that help to not have the lows be so long or so intense. Right. And that's, that's the key. I think shifting the goal previously, the goal was how do I feel great all the time? How do I not feel low? Now it's like, we understand the value of the right. like your postpartum exactly. depression yeah that did that was helpful that was a it, purge for it, you right yeah but it was it was empowering because yes. i felt like wow i did this myself you know right. i felt like kind of a badass being like yeah i can do this now i'm like i'm able i'm capable yeah whereas you know before i really didn't feel that way you right. know, it was, it was something that I desperately needed. Like a rite of passage almost yes. for like motherhood yeah. and yeah. adulthood, right? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would also say that the lows usually have some kind of catharsis going on, some kind of lesson in here. Yeah. And I'll talk about just recently, I'm trying to think of how I will present this exactly. <laughs> I just felt really good. It was when I, it was when I, I came back from Sedona, I don't know, six weeks ago or so. And I was oh, the all fired up. Time? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was fired up about like doing retreats yeah. and, and doing talks. And then like, I was just really like on cloud nine with all of that. And then we had this ayahuasca retreat coming up not mm-hmm. too long ago. Yeah. And I was like on cloud nine. But then as this, uh, this date approach for this ceremony, I had a low, I had, I remember, you remember how low I was, yeah. how like really negative and like depressed yeah. and like forlorn yeah. I was. Um, and, and it's like, but by that time, even though I was unbalanced and not even controlling it all that well, I was like kind of a mess. I knew the whole time because it's been shown to me that there's a lesson yeah. here. There's a positive outcome that will guaranteed result from this and then i can see 
the whole scenario kind of climaxed with that ceremony mm -hmm. and all of that low, all of what I was going on in my head, as dark as it was, that was needed to happen for the cycle of release to yeah. complete itself. So now what I'm trying to say is when these lows happen, me and you don't look at it as a, an obstacle or something to get rid of. We say, okay, what is what am I learning here? What am yeah. I releasing? Let's dig into this and accept it because we know there's value in it. Right. Right? Yeah. When you say you have a pretty much sort of similar mindset? Yeah, I do. It, would, it was very the same for me because before you were in your dark place, I was. It was it, the week before. We, we both kind of have our time, but never, it's never usually at the same time. Right. Thank God for that, right? <laughs> because that would just be horrible. But yeah, it's so like the week before, I was in a really dark place and yeah. I was kind of coming to my own conclusions as to what, what they were about. And then I just was like, okay, now I, I know what it is. You know, but it, you know, when you're in a dark place, the last thing you want to do is dive into it. But that's like, sometimes what you really need to do is just like, yeah. you know, get into, get into your darkness and find out what is going on. That's, that's the solution. In fact, so many people reach out to me when they're like that and they'll say, how do I clear my energy? Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I, you know, that's what they'll basically say is how do I clear my energy? And I'll, right. and I'll always inquire like, well, why do you want to clear your energy? What's the problem? And they'll describe what I can sense to be a, a learning experience for mm -hmm. them. And I'll say, here's what you do. You don't try to clear your energy. You, you allow yourself to be depressed mm -hmm. fully, you know, intensely. And then you say, why, why do I feel this way? Where do Where's these emotions from? stem from? Yeah. They're probably not yours. They're probably something you learn to feel maybe as a kid or something that right. you're being shown that so you can transcend it yeah. truly, not just mask it by clearing your energy and having a temporary band-aid, you know? Right. Not that there's no place for that, but you know what I'm saying, right? Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, um, do you want to get into what are some of the things that we do to help keep ourselves balanced? Yeah, we kind of alluded our... to it, but go ahead. We'll get, we'll dial it in a little bit more specific now. So go ahead. You can start. You want me to start? Okay. Yeah. Um, so for me, the things that I do, I have to do every day. I can't just not, um, not do them one day because then I, I, I can feel it. Yeah. Um, so, but I, one thing that I do that when I tell people this, they're always like, really? A salt shower is I take a salt shower. So I'm going to explain what I do. <laughs> I take some sea salt and I put it in my hand and I get it a little bit wet with some water and I rub it all over my body. And, um, and I, sometimes I have to leave it on depending on that day or how intense I'm feeling and, you know. Sometimes I'll leave it on for like a minute, maybe two minutes. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Um, and then I rinse it off. But it's it's basically the equivalent, the fast version of taking a salt bath. So if you have the luxury of taking a salt bath every day, beautiful. Then you can do that. And it's wonderful. I don't have time to take a 30-minute bath every day. But um, Real quick, what's the effect that has? If, but if what it does know. is, yeah, okay, so... Long story short. <laughs> no, that's fine. Just, I just, some people might not know, like, why would she put salt all over herself? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it basically clears out any yuckiness or guck that I picked up throughout the day. Or just if I'm feeling like just 
psychically gross, I guess, is the only way I can describe it. <laughs> That's a vivid thought. Yeah, but yeah. I, know, I know what you're saying. But um, that it like clears that out. And then I feel, huh, I feel better. Like, you know, when you take a salt, you take salt baths. So, you know, like when yeah, you take a, afterwards. when you get a chance to take a salt bath, you feel amazing. Right. And it's the same, it's the same thing. Okay. It's just a faster version of that. Okay. I also try to burn sage and Palo Santo regularly. And I have, um, like a sage spray that has sweet grass in it and it smells really good, but I use that too, to clear my energies. Cause sometimes, you know, I take my showers at night, but I wake up and I have like the whole day to go do, but sometimes I'm wake up in a funk, you know, you just go right. to dreamland, you come back and you're like, not all there. So I, I use Florida water, Agua de Florida, which is something that the shamans use for protection and purification before ceremonies. And I put that on myself. And um, yeah, those that's that's what I do personally. And you're always listening to that music too. Oh yeah. I always listen to um, like Icaros or sometimes I listen to like Peruvian music. But um, anything that makes me feel good that resonates in my body, I listen to. So sometimes I listen to like EDM, like electronic dance music, and that makes me feel good too. Mm -hmm. But I, I figured out that the bass in it is like a drum and drumming clears my energy, which is why I like that, like really bassy music. Right. I realized that um, after. But um, yeah, I always listen to music that makes me feel good. I try not to listen to anything dark but that serves its purpose too. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I do want to point out because this sort of is a contradiction to what we were saying. So I just to, and you would agree with this, I'm sure. This is to kind of keep you as balanced as possible with yes. the storm. It's not that you're using it to fix the, the lows. You take your time to right. process. But I kind still, of what you were saying earlier. Yes, I still experience the lows. Um, but I... I believe that this helps the lows not be so low. Since I've started mm -hmm. doing this stuff daily, my lows are not nearly to the extent as they once were. Right. So I don't know if, if it's just my belief or if this works. And for me, what's the difference? You know? Yes, exactly. And that's, that's what will be kind of interesting <clears throat> because I don't do any of that stuff. Right. And it's, that's what the point of it, the point of her sharing that are just ideas. Those are tools that resonate with her and therefore they work for her. Right. And I have my own tools. Like what I do is I have a daily routine where every single morning, pretty much without fail, I will wake up and meditate for like 10 to 12 minutes. I'll put on these little earplugs, these yeah. little 3M yellow earplugs. I'll stuff into my ears and I'll <laughs> lay back against my bed, my bed, my headboard, and I'll, I'll count mantras. I'll count, uh, I'll do so hum. I'll just repeat that in my mind over and over. And that's, that's a meditation. So I, I kind of like center myself and become more objective as I go through life. And then I'll visualize how I want my life to be. I'll usually visualize about three to six months in the future. And that, that will change my state because I can get excited about, wow, in six months I'm doing this. In fact, lately I've been, I've been visualizing us going and taking a trip to Hawaii. And oh, that's nice. sort of being symbolic of just a new level of freedom and abundance yeah. and just happiness. And it's like a celebration. So I visualize that. And yeah, it's cool. I believe that's helping it manifest, but it's also changing my state of being to like gratitude and excitement. Mm -hmm. So I, I get all charged up before I go into the day. Right. And then I would say exercise. 
and music also helped yeah. me. Like before we did uh, this podcast, what did I do? I jump roped yep, for jump three roped minutes and, and shadow boxed and, and did some yeah. like yoga a little bit because I just do whatever works for me to make myself in as much of an ideal state of being as possible. And both of these things yeah. aren't meant to be band-aids to fix it, but they serve as ways to um, to manage our state as much as we possibly can. And that allows us to be in control enough to you raise the right. kid, me work and provide for the family yeah. and, and do things that, you know, maintain our life where we don't just allow allow the lows to to like rule us too much right yeah yeah i I like me personally i work out every day i go to the gym just about every single day and um even when i don't want to i still go because for me that's that sort of puts me in a better mood. It does help when I'm in a funk and I don't want to do it. I do it anyway. I go to my yoga class anyway, or I go lift my weights yes. anyway, even if I don't want to. And it, when you do little things like that, like do get your workout in when you don't want to, it helps you to like go when you're, if you do happen to be in a super low place, you're like, okay, well, you know what? That day I did that. So now I can get up and I can go get the mail or I can get up and go grocery shopping or do whatever mm -hmm. it is. Even if it's a small task that you don't want to do, it helps to like move yeah. you forward. And I like that you said that you do it no matter how you feel. Because <clears throat> yeah. that's, that's the, the key is creating a routine that you know. It might not be anything that Patty and I shared, but there's something that everyone listening knows right now has a positive influence on their energy state. And it's about doing that daily regardless of how you feel yeah. and that's how you get that semblance of balance mm -hmm. right yeah 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 so we'll go ahead and finish off with just some any any tips for people any final tips i have some if I, you want me to start or if you have any that's I fine have, as well i have um i have some here um you mentioned one about humor yeah I, I yeah i have good. yeah like you sometimes have to have a you have to have a sense of humor in this situation in this life journey that we're on. You you just have to because sometimes things happen that are just so dang ridiculous that you're just like really, like I'm gonna just tell a story really quick. I have one that comes to mind too. Go ahead. Um, my car got hit years ago. My car got hit in a parking lot. Somebody like drove into it, and I had my car was in the shop, and we, um. We we finally got it back and we went out on a date night with his sister and her husband and I was telling her what happened and I was like so happy I finally got my car back and I was like I would just die if that happened again and that day we get back and the guy that was in the parking lot was walked over to me and told me some this guy backed into your car and, and yeah. this and that and I was like I just started laughing because it was like the universe was saying you're not going to die. You're not going to die. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll and uh, it, test you out. A yeah. Little bit. Yeah. And then <laughs> it made it like, ugh, okay, you know, go with the flow, go with the flow right, and relax. have a sense of humor. It's not all, you know, bad, even though it's challenging. Right. I'm going to tell a story that you, I'm sure you remember it. It's, it's kind of funny. Remember back in like 2011 when we were, we were, this is when me and Patty were going through one of our first major transitions and mm -hmm. we're going to be moving out of Florida where a place we thought we were going to live forever. 
And it was so stressful. I remember at that point, I was like really sensitive to everything, the, the moon energy and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. And it was a full moon. And we are like struggling to pack up our house or something. And I went outside and I don't remember what it was, some kind of like metal metallic pole or something about 12 to 18 inches off the ground i tripped over so i smashed my shin where it actually bled <laughs> and then i fell into and mind you when I, wa- I walked out there i was so tricked i was so worked up and so pissed off like oh my goodness this is so crappy and then i tripped over this thing split my leg open and fell into the kid's little kiddie pool or maya's little kiddie pool <laughs> and i was looking up and i saw the moon and my legs bloody and i'm in the water and i was it was like ah <laughs> But I can look at that and laugh because oh. I wasn't laughing at the time. No, that no. Would be a lie. <laughs> but pe- people who watch me know I'm always cracking jokes because it is a very serious thing. There's some very real things yeah. going on with everybody, with people that listen to me. Very real, raw situations. But it can be helpful to just step back. Right. And laugh and not take life so seriously because that takes the edge off. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I also... Um, like this, I don't know, maybe this is just for me, but I feel like it's okay to like let yourself off the hook too. Like it's okay not to do things even though, because everything gets done in, in divine timing, you know, like mm-hmm. for me, like cleaning the house, that's like my thing. Like, you know, I, I carry some guilt when I, the house isn't clean, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's okay. The mess will be there to clean it up tomorrow, you know? Right. Like do what's important now. Get up and go be with the kids, or you know, be with you. You know, that's, yeah, just give yourself a break. Give Don't myself so, a break. Like, yes. Have these we rigid, all have these crazy expectations. To yeah. Put on rigid ourselves. expectations. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a has a negative impact on our state, and therefore makes it less likely that we will perform at life nicely. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I know you got to go to the gym in a second. So I had a couple <clears throat> real quick. One of them is a quote that has stuck with me from General George Patton. He was a famous like uh, officer or like, uh, what do you call him? Like a sergeant? A sar- I don't know. He, he led, he was Lieutenant? like... Lieutenant? No, he was uh, like a, a war hero, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, a, like, a, some, like a chief colonel. <laughs> Neither of us know very much <laughs> about this, obviously. But anyway, most people who are listening have heard of him. And he had a quote when he was one time asked, like, do you ever get afraid before you go into battle? And he said, yes, big time. Who wouldn't? But I don't take counsel from my fears. Ah. So that's what I've learned is I don't make decisions. Yes. I don't I don't make decisions when I'm in a funk. Mm-hmm. I never do. No. And so often we want to because right. when we're in a funk, our mind tries to figure it out. Well, right. How do I solve this? Well, I know that... From that limited state of awareness, I'm not going to solve anything and it's not going to happen. But I do. I make my big, bold decisions when I'm feeling good, when I'm in the flow. Because I know that's sort of like my higher self um, influencing my life and I can trust that. I I just don't trust my decisions when I'm feeling low. Right. And I mean, that's because... Part of it is because we have made decisions based on fear and they didn't pan out too well for us. So, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a really great suggestion, love. Yeah. And the last one is something, a quote I got from Tony Robbins and he always likes to say, many people look at life like life is something that happens to them. Mm -hmm. Someone hit your car that happened to you. But Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins says, I have a shift here. I look at it like life is always happening for me mm-hmm. 
And some people might look at that as like a naive optimism. But when I, with that mindset, I'm able to find, as Napoleon Hill says, a seed of a, a, a proportionate seed of benefit to any negative circumstance. There's always a positive that comes with the right. negative. So the negative, yeah. in a sense, is carrying you a positive. Mm-hmm. There's an inherent blessing there. And when you have that sort of positive mindset, then you do see the lessons and the benefits in everything. And therefore, any negative experience, you can have a positive result from in some way right. at, in some, at, uh, you know, at, a, at a later time, usually. Yeah, beautifully put. Yeah. I love that. Okay, we're kind of rushing today. We're going to peace out. You guys have an amazing day, a great week, and we'll be here soon. Yes.